find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said before, who has 10 or 20 or 30 years to wait for answers to their illnesses? Life is precious and there's no time to spare. And that's true, you know, that really is. We know that life is precious. You know that. You totally know that. I know that. Other people know that, I'm sure. Maybe not everybody on the planet knows that. Now, we, we do, we do, we do have that guess that there are some, some people on the planet that don't really think life is precious and, and, you know, that's, that's true. But for the majority, we do know how precious life is and that really matters. And who has the five or ten years to get an answer? And, you know, someone came to me just recently and, you know, they were, they were sick for about two years. Two years they were sick. And, what it was was they had this stomach and digestive tract problem and discomfort and bloating and and they just you know went to practitioner to practitioner and one said it's got to be candida another said it had to be Lyme disease another's which didn't make any sense to me to have you know digestive trouble and it be Lyme disease anyway so you know that and then you know you name it it was like one said it's irritable bowel syndrome it's IBS another person says well it's just emotion all emotional and you're just making it happen you're just so emotional and so, so this person, this young woman, she was just, you know, searching and searching and searching for no answers. And she said to me, I've already wasted two years of my life. Two years of my life. I said, that's it? Two years? I mean, and, you know, and she said, well, yeah, two years is a big deal. It's a big deal to me, Anthony. It's two years. And I said, hey, look, I totally get it. I didn't mean to sound, you know, like I was being kind of like pointy about it. By saying, oh, two years, that's all. I didn't mean to do that. You're right. Two years is a long time. Okay? And it is a long time to not have answers, to not know what you need to do. And she goes, it took two years to know that all I had to do was drink celery juice and raise my hydrochloric acid with celery juice, even though I knew about hydrochloric acid, but there was no way to fix it. And then I stumbled across your celery juice deal and you know, the celery juice thing and and information and I fixed my hydrochloric acid, my liver started working again, and my bile started producing again, my food started digesting, and all my problems went away. And, and she said, and I wasn't, I was just, I said, you know, she goes, I was just at the beginning of still shopping around looking for answers. I was, you know, I was eating fermented foods. My stomach was blowing up like crazy, eating fermented foods. You know, I was drinking lots of bone broth, thinking that could help. I was doing, I was doing the eat once a day thing. Then I was doing the eat twice a day thing. Um, then I was doing the intermittent fasting. And then I was doing, um, you know, then I did paleo. And then, you know, and then I did vegetarian. And then I did this. But I didn't know that all I had to do was start getting 16 ounces of celery juice once a day. In fact, she did 16 ounces of celery juice twice a day. Twice a day. And her problem started going away. She couldn't believe it. She said two years of her life. And, and, and okay, and I said to her, I said to her, I said, two years, that's all? And yeah, that got her upset. That got her upset. And it dawned on me, absolutely, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And yeah, I felt like a real ham for the moment, a real, you know, a real dummy. 
Because, yeah, the reason why I was saying it to begin with is because I know people that have 10, 20, 30 years. That they, they've gone looking for answers. Maybe you guys know. Maybe you know someone who's been sick with lupus for 10 years. Maybe you know somebody who's been struggling with their thyroid for 20 years with no answers as, to far, as far as what even causes the problem. I mean, thank goodness for Spirit delivering the information we know now. And it's getting out there. And, you know, thank God we know this information. Because it's important. But so I felt bad that I said, oh, two years, that's all? Because in her world, in her world... From being perfectly healthy, which she felt, all, to having all this digestive stress for two years with no real answers. It's candida, it's this, it's Lyme, it's that, it's what. You know, you know, going all over the place, looking for help. And it, it, it seemed like a world of time for her. And I had to fall, I had to get into that vibe for a second and say, you know what, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You know, it shouldn't have to take two years. Damn right. It shouldn't have to take two years. And it, it should, you know, to find an answer. And and she's right. But, you know, but but at the same time, of course, I know. I know people that came to me after 20 years, 30 years of it. And or or searching came to find information that we offer all the time. And they've been through 20 years of no answers with fatigue and just, you know, all kinds of random symptoms and neurological symptoms that they don't even know it's neurological because no one even tells them it's neurological because no one even knows. And that's a whole other problem as it is. Nobody knows what symptoms are. You can go to a, a dozens of practitioners and they can't even figure out what the symptom is. Oh, we don't know what that tingles is. I, we don't know what that numbness is. Oh, we don't know what ringing in the ears really does, what causes it. You know, we don't know what the vertigo, maybe it's the stones in the, uh, in the inner ear causing the vertigo. No, vertigo is neurological. It's neurological. So the point is that and again, depression is neurological. And it goes on and on and on. But the point is, she waited two years. It was a world of time. Time in her life. You know, I, t- I, you know, I wasn't taking it seriously enough. And I said, well, hey, that's all you waited? And because of the fact so many people waited so much longer. But I, but I have to respect and realize, yeah, two years is a lot. And she's totally right. And so she found some answers. And the answers are the celery juice. And she contacted me. Contacted me to tell me, this has completely changed my life. I just spent two years this looking and searching. The celery juice fixed it. And more people need to know about this information. I said, well, that's what we're trying to do. So, you know, time is, you know, precious. Life is precious, and we need to know and get the healing to happen now. And we need to, <laughs> and we, we need it, we need it clean. What I mean by clean is, is the information that comes through here and gets handed to everybody along the way is, is, it's, it's pure information. What I mean by that, it hasn't gone through already the internet in a million different ways. And then all these different people trying to get a name in, in, in the business or the field out there, they, you taking it and, and altering it and moving it, and then it gets lost. And then who do you go to? And then this whole bit. And what I mean by that is I mean that Everybody, like you guys, have been keeping the information clean for me, and I just love you for it. You know, you've been, you've been, you've been citating, meaning citating back to, you know, where it comes from, from spirit. I'm seeing it there. I'm seeing it on Instagram. I'm seeing it on Facebook, where people are like, whoa, that, that came from, you know, medical medium. And, and, and so I just appreciate the fact that you're sourcing it so that people 
confined it and not have it all of a sudden changed where it's not 16 ounces of celery juice anymore. It's four ounces of celery juice, you know, three ounces of this, two ounces of that, eight ounces of this, and six ounces of that, and it's just changing. And and thank you guys for just being so strong with it, with the Instagram, you know, pics of celery juice and everything else. And I'm just really thankful you guys are keeping that the purity of it all, the information that you're really, that you're really, you know, taking and, and using for yourself and spreading out there and, and assisting people. And I'm honored. I'm grateful for it. Believe me. So, hey, today we're talking about angels. Today we're talking about the life-changing angels. So today's show is about these life-changing angels. Angels that are really taken for granted in the greatest way. The greatest way possible are these life-changing angels. Nobody knows about the life-changing angels. When I found out from Spirit, when I found out from Spirit a long time ago, I was just, I, I was just, I was overtaken by it. I couldn't even imagine. I was like, what did you say? And Spirit was like, well, I'm telling you about these life-changing angels. You need to know about this for the future because you're going to have to get the information out there. And I was blown off my seat. I was just blown away. And it moved me greatly because I didn't know that there are these angels that did what they do, like the life-changing angels do, around food, around food. You know, so this is really going to be a powerful show, a great show. This is exciting. So you got to, you know, put your seatbelt on for this. We're going for a good ride today. This is going to be fun. And... uh we're going to be in the sun today. We're going to be in the sun today and the light today. And that's what we want to do. So, hey, um, what, a couple of things to run by you. Check out uh, the Life Changing uh, book, Life Changing Foods book. Check it out. That's where the Life Changing Angels uh, information is in there. But check it out when you get a chance. Get, a hand, hand, get your hands on a copy. You know, when I put this whole entire chapter of Life Changing Angels in, in Life Changing Foods book, you know, I said, you know what, this has to be here. And Spirit said, Spirit said, yes, it has to be in here. And it's something that you just don't expect to be in a food book that talks about, you know, protecting your family, giving your family everything, you know, it, your family needs to survive and thrive in this world, longevity in the way it's supposed to be, the right kinds of foods that stop disease and illness, the foods that help us emotionally, the foods that help us spiritually with spiritual lessons, you name it. And you, didn't, you wouldn't think that there'd be an angel chapter in this book, but it was the perfect place. I didn't want it in the first book because this is, these are the angels that govern the food on the planet. And this is a whole different pack of angels, one that's really forgotten, not just forgotten, unknown and needs to be known, and it's time. And Spirit wants everybody to know who's supporting them, who's supporting you in your life, how these angels are there supporting you in your life, and the power of that, and what could really happen with that. So this is really exciting. If this is the first time you've ever heard my show, and this is the first show, it goes back to me, it, it, it goes back in my life at age four, four years old, and Spirit spoke to me from the outside of my ear, and told me that my grandmother had lung cancer. And told me to, to actually pronounce and say that grandmother has lung cancer. So this all started for me at age four. 
when I had to announce that at the dinner table. I had to get off my chair, walk up to my grandmother, and Spirit said, say, Grandma, Grandma has lung cancer. I had to pronounce that. And then spent the rest of my life helping people and giving them information about what's going on with their health and well-being and what they need to move forward and heal. So I've dedicated my life doing this and, um, and helped tens of thousands of people along the way. And we're still helping people. And technology has brought even more ability to help more people. And, um, and I'm, I'm thankful for it all. And so... I'm here now. This is what I do. This is what I'm doing is making sure you get the information that you need to protect your family, to take care of yourself, to make sure you don't get sick, to make sure you can get healthy, to make sure you can move forward. That's what matters. That's what matters to me right there. You know, right there. You know, you can live in a palace. You can just live in a palace, a massive, massive empire and palace. And if you're sick, it just really, it doesn't help and it doesn't matter. Meaning that when you're sick, no matter what circumstances or where you are in your life, whether you're in a palace, okay, or you're on a ship somewhere, <laughs> or, you're, or you're, you know, wherever it is, or you're just, you know, living it up in a spaceship going to the moon, when we become sick... It takes us out of our situation that we're in, whatever that is, meaning whatever's going on in our life. You know, what I mean by that is there is someone that, there was an athlete that uh, contacted me pretty recently, one, one that's well known. And the athlete, the athlete was like, look, everything was going great. I'm doing great. All this is, um, you know, I've always been healthy. I've always exceeded. I'm well known for it. Here's my records. This is what I've done, and now I'm sick, and I can't see it anymore. I can't see it. it it's, it's not there in my vision anymore. And I said, you know what? That's, that's what happens. And that's what I meant. That's what I meant by you can be in a palace. You can be on a ship. You can be uh, in a spaceship going to the moon, and that's your thing. Whatever your thing is, you could be an athlete. You could be here and there at your best. You could be whatever it is that you do in life. You can be an executive. You can be, you know, someone who works. You can be an intern somewhere. But when you get sick and you don't feel good, you can't see in front of you anymore. You can't see. It just literally just all of a sudden starts to short circuit. Everything is happening in, in that moment in your life. And it's about, what do I do? Where do I go? I don't feel good. Why am I sick? What's happening? And you can't see your job so easy. And, you know, I, I hear this from people in all walks of life, in all different places in their life, is what I mean. And they lose hope. They lose hope. They lose faith. And it was just like I was telling you um, earlier, and, and just, you know, a few minutes ago, I was telling you about this person who came to me after two years, and said, if it wasn't for the celery juice, I don't know where I would be. It took two years. Two years to get this digestive problem better. This bloating problem. Everything else wrong with it. it took two years to get it better. And, you know, and in her life, her life had to basically stop. It wasn't about anymore about, you know, what was happening. And by the way, she was engaged to be married. And that was, that was all of a sudden falling apart because of her digestive problems. So her, her you know... Um, you know, her spouse, I mean, they're married now, but 
he was thinking, well, do I want to be with this sick girl? That's what she told me. She told me that he was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to tie the knot. I mean, I could back out right now. She's got digestive problems for the last two years, and they seem to be getting worse. And I can back out. I, I don't know if I want to put a ring on her fingers and, you know, and say her vows and do this. And so, you know, the celery juice, she, she also says the celery juice saved her, you know, marriage that started. Brand new marriage that was able to happen. And that, that's what I mean. In this world, we lose hope. We lose sight. Others around us lose hope and sight. And, you know, that's the difficulty involved. And like I was telling you about this athlete, this athlete was like, it was just, I was fine. I was at the top of my game. I was at the best of my game. I started getting sick. No real answers. Can't get better. All I see is I don't even see the game anymore. Can't play the game. Can't see it. I'm lost in a fog. So it doesn't matter where you are. Like I said, you could be all happy and on, you know, on a trip to the moon in a spaceship and you get sick and you, you're, you're not even going to care. Not even going to care about when you're about to land on the moon because you know what? You're sick. And this is what happens. And we get blinded by our illness and our sickness and our struggles. We get blinded by it. It's like an instant blindness. So why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about this? Because the angels can help us with that, that blindness. So when you lose your sight and you're struggling, no matter where it is, what direction of struggling, the angels can help with that sight, even though we can't see the angels. I know we're in a world, and you guys know this, <laughs> I know we're in a world where if you can't see it, it ain't real. So if you can't see it, it's not real. <laughs> if you can't see it, it's not real. It isn't real. You know, that's what we think. That's what we think. Um, yeah, We have to see it to believe it. I've told you that before. You know that. But you already knew that anyway. It's a, it's, you know, you have to see it to believe it kind of world. That's what it is. And I understand that. I understand that. It happens to me until people come to the events. You know, because people who don't know me, and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, he hears a voice. People who don't know me or anything and know what I've done. They're just like, oh, okay, he hears a voice. Okay, I'd like to see it to believe it. And then they go to the event and they walk out of there in shock. And, and yeah, but it's like it's a see it to believe it kind of world we're in. And what happens is, is when we're sick, you know, when we're sick and we're getting sick, it's hard to see it from the outside. It's like, you're not sick. You look fine. You can't be that sick. You look okay. Unless you just have a stroke and you're just flat on your face and you break your jaw when you when you fall on the cement. And that's another story. Then somebody would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's a man down here. There's a man down. But when we're sick, we're walking around with all this different chronic illness. Like, like example of the person, the woman I was telling you about, the young woman I was telling you about that had the digestive trouble and the, the trouble in the gut. And the bloating and the stomach ache and the, all that going on. Everybody else around her was just saying, you know, I, I don't think you really got this going on. The doctor can't kind of figure it out. They're all throwing different things at you. And so maybe it's in your head. And that's what her, her um, um, boyfriend was saying before they were married. That's what, they, that's what her partner was saying. He was saying, well, yeah, I don't know if it's really actually happening with her. I can't tell. She says it's bothering her. 
But she looks fine. She's acting fine. It's because she was struggling to persevere through. She was struggling to push through. So, you know, but here's the deal. With the angels, we don't see them so easy. Okay? I know people who have seen them. I definitely know people who have seen them. All right? And I've seen them too. I've been blessed to see see them. I mean, I don't know if you've read the the uh, my first book, if you've read that with the first chapter, where I was saving my dog's life, and I was in the freezing cold, frigid cold water, and um, spirit told me to dive down, and I dove down, and opened opened my eyes, and there was an angel in the water holding on to my dog, eight feet down, and. You know, that, that, you know, I'd start getting a little choked up and a little emotional even telling that story. And so I saw what I saw. (laughs) It lit up underneath that water. It lit up. It was a flash of light underneath that water. And I saw an angel eight feet down in that water. And I swear to God I could breathe under that water. I wasn't even holding my breath anymore. And I was breathing under that water. That's what I felt like. And maybe I wasn't breathing under that water, obviously. And maybe I was still holding my breath. But I felt free. I felt free for that very moment as that angel lit up under the water holding on my dog. Holding on to my dog. Deep in that water. And, and I, I just felt like I had all the air in the world inside of my lungs. And... <laughs> And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's sure, we have to see it to believe it. But here's the thing. If you haven't seen an angel yet in your lifetime, you might have and not even known it. Think back. Go through all the different steps of your life all the way till childhood. Do you remember ever seeing an angel? Do you remember possibly seeing an angel at, at all? And any any possibility is it there? It could be. You might have seen an angel. Absolutely, you might have seen two. You might have heard an angel. You know, in this world, we're told to just not go there. We're told to not go there. It's not a place where we're, you know, where we're allowed to play in. It's not a place where we're allowed to, you know, it's imaginary. In this world, it's like it's called imaginary. And what that does is it shuts out. It shuts out our ability to have that faith and have that vision. So, you know, in your life, you should kind of surf through your life a little bit and see where you may remember an angel in some way, some shape or form. It could have even been this one person that helped you at one time that had that angelic nature and that matters too greatly. That matters greatly. That angelic nature that can be in someone to help. To help you in a hard time. You know, people tell me, they say, you know, this person helped me in a hard time. I swear to God, they're, they're my angel. They're my angel. And, you know, and this does happen in our lives. Some of us are fortunate to have that help. And so... Think back a little bit and search. And if you can't think about it now and you can't remember now, it's going to come. Because we bury it. We bury it when we're young. And we bury it when we get older too. 
So when we have an experience that an angel was involved with that could have helped us in any way or showed us a way or showed us a direction in some way, you name it, if that happened, we could have buried it because we can't really talk about it and who are you going to talk to about it? And some of us don't have a lot of options of people to talk to you about in that kind of thing that we can express our feelings about angels. And, you know, when you think about angels, oh, yeah, yeah, an angel, sure, sure, you know, butterflies, fairies, you know, the whole bit, leprechauns, you know, um, you know, the thing is, is this, it's, it's angels are real. I'm going to give you a little background of some angels right now, right now happening. There's a battle going on. There's something called the quickening occurring right now. That means things are happening faster than ever before in history. The days of kind of moseying on into your house, okay, and grabbing a newspaper and sitting on a rocking chair in front of the fireplace, those days are not really upon us anymore as they used to be. And I'm sure, listen, that doesn't mean you can't sit on your favorite rocking chair and read a paper. It just means... The day of that is changing. The day of that is changing. You know, the world is changing. Things are happening really, really fast right now. And you know it. You see it. I mean, come on. And that, that speed of which everything's happening right now, Spirit calls is the quickening. And that quickening also means that angels are working harder than ever before in history and in human history and angelic history to protect us in any way possible angels are dying out fires left and right on the planet dying out fires left and light right all over the planet because there is a battle because there's this negative energy that encompasses like the greed and the darkness on the planet and the evil Okay. Now if you say, what is he talking about greed, darkness and evil on the planet? What kind of what kind of thing would you say that for? Well, I'm talking about, you know, all the adversity that's created by the wars, created by all of the anger, created by all that's happening, all that adversity, all that non-peace, all that unrest that's fed, that's fed by this negativity. That the angels have to battle all the time. So there's a war. And the angels are trying to do everything they can to stop anything and everything that shouldn't be happening on the planet. So they're really busy with this, this spiritual war that's occurring right now. I'm giving you just a little tidbit of it. It's much more vast than that. I mean, we can do ten shows on it. I'm just giving you a little fraction of, of how it goes a little bit. And so... We have to respect that the angels are really busy. So, but we also we also have to understand that the angels are there to help us too. That they're there looking out for us to help us too in our time of need. I want to tell you a little story. Okay, this is this is a man that came to me. I didn't know him when he was sick. I didn't know him when he was sick. He came to me and he told me that the angels, the angels cured him. That's what he told me. I had to hear this. I had to hear the story. So I didn't know him. And, um, you know, this is at one time in his life. And he's been waiting to tell this story. 
And he wanted to tell it to me, and I said, I want to hear this, I want to hear this. And I was enthralled, okay? So he fell ill, completely ill. He was in this, you know, catatonic state. I mean, he was just in this, you know, paralysis, state of paralysis, and he fell ill. He couldn't eat. He couldn't even sleep. He couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. He was in, he was in hospital for quite, quite a long time. And, you know, for a good long time in the hospital. And then they moved him at home. And it was, he, it was too hard to work with him at home. He was, he was, you know, he was on a feeding tube. He was on a breathing apparatus most of the time. And he told me that he was awake. And they moved him into um, a nursing home where basically to die. And then from the nursing home... You know, from the nursing home, maybe back to the hospital. I think he told me he went back to the hospital a couple times and back to the nursing home. And he said that he was conscious. He couldn't speak, but he was conscious. And he was awake. But he couldn't move. He couldn't write. He couldn't do anything. But he was positive he was going to die at the nursing home. He was just left to die. And then he remembered, he remembered the angel on top of his Christmas tree when he was a child. He remembered the angel on top of the Christmas tree when he was a child. Okay? And he was just totally hopeless at this point, thinking he's never going to come out of this. And he heard, he heard sometimes in and out of it all, the doctors talking about how it's a mystery illness, they can't see a stroke. They don't know what's causing it. But he was wasting away and he was dying and losing his life. And it was just unknown to what was wrong. In and out of the, in and out of the delusion of the sickness. In and out of that. But he said at one time, he said when he lost all hope and he thought he was going to die. And he thought he was going to leave. It, it appeared to him to think about the angel on top of his Christmas tree. He'll never forget that angel. He said it had beautiful sparkly wings. It had a soft, angelic face. And it had golden hair. Golden hair. And it had white, like a white veil all around it. Big wings. And it sat on top of the tree when he was a child. And then he remembered... His aunt had an angel at her house that was on top, uh, it, was in, it was on the coffee table in the living room, on top of the coffee table, and he remembered that angel. And he said to himself, are, are there angels? There must be. There must be angels. I at least have to connect to the angels somehow. That's what he said to himself innately, because of, not because he was taught about the angels, he wasn't taught about the angels. No one taught him about the angels. It was just on top of the Christmas tree. <laughs> and then he envisioned the Christmas tree angel lit up. Because he remembered that if the Christmas tree was unplugged, the angel on top of the Christmas tree would, would go out. And he always liked to see it plugged in. And so he would ask his family to plug it in all the time so the angel would light. And remember it lit up. And he remembered it. And he remembered the other angel on the coffee table. And all he could think about, instead of dying, instead of being sick and paralyzed, instead of 
wasting away, all he could think about were these angels. And he became obsessed, obsessed in a good way about these angels. And he called it obsessed. That's what he said to me, became obsessed with them. And he said, after a few days, what he feels like went a few days by because he couldn't tell time. He said, after a few days gone by, he said that he, it was about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, which he feels because it was the summertime. And he felt like the light was about to come out in the little window when he cracked his eyes open because he could see partially. And he said that he saw some light coming up in the window and coming up like it looked like dawn was coming. And he closed his eye and he went into some kind of vision. And the vision was seeing angels come down, come down from the sky and break through the nursing home break through the nursing home ceiling and come down and land on his bed by his side. He said there were three or four angels standing, looking over him, standing over his body. He saw these angels. He saw these angels. One of the angels was holding the angel on top of the Christmas tree in the angel's hand to give him the identifiable message that we have come to help. The angels did a dance around him. They walked around him, he said. They sat on the bed with him. They walked around and they had joy and they had happiness and they were lighthearted. They were lighthearted. He said they were free from pain, from suffering. They were free from agony. They were free from hardship. But he said they had compassion to all compassion could possibly have. They had immense compassion and freedom and a lighthearted nature and a joyfulness inside of them and around them. And they looked at him and they touched his body and they said, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then they left. They lifted up and left. That morning, he started getting feeling to his body. Now, he was a long way from physical therapy. A long way from physical therapy. But he got feeling in his body, and he was able to move his arms, which was witnessed by the nurse in the nursing home. It was witnessed. And from there on, he recovered. And he recovered rapidly, and then went through physical therapy and recovered. And he had to tell me the story. And that's the power of angels. So we have to have some faith. We have to care. Here's one thing you have to, you have to know. Here's one thing. The angels knew he couldn't speak out loud or speak at all in order to access the angels. But they knew that. When you're in that kind of position and you can't access them, they will help you. They will help you regardless of being able to voice out, to voice out to the angels. And, but one thing you have to do, if you do have a voice and you can speak, like I'm sure most of you can, you want to ask out loud. You want to definitely ask out loud. It's really important to do that. When you ask out loud, it's important. It's really important. It's critical, actually. And so you, you, what you do is you say, you know, angels, can you help me? 
And you could whisper it, you can say it louder, you don't have to scream it, you don't have to yell it. It's that important because the people that I've seen ask out loud, get the help they need from the angels one way or another. And so many people ask for angel help, but they don't ask for it. They just can't come to asking for it. They can't, they can't get themselves to ask for it, or they don't know enough to ask for it out loud. And so they lose that chance where it's not as easily done. And the reason why is because angels have a hard time searching through all the agony you have, meaning all the thoughts you have, all the stress you have, all the different things going on in your mind, the party that's going on in your brain. And angels have a hard time getting through all that. But they look out for the people who cannot speak, that are in that dire need, all that entire dire need, that moment of just, just desperate need. And say, look out in that case. So that's okay if you can't speak, but you want to be able to ask out loud. I was talking to a friend of mine, you know, Michael Bernard Beckwith. And he said, when he went through a situation, he said he got the help when he asked out loud. That's when it hit him. That's when it happened. That's when he got help. You know, he was out swimming, had some problems with some massive waves, and he had to ask out for help. And he called out for help, and that's what saved him. The angelic power, the, the angels, when he asked out for help. And he felt like if he didn't ask out for help, he wouldn't have been saved. And so, and so if you hear from other you know, angelic experts or sources that that's not true, that you don't have to ask out loud, no, no, you do. You do. It's critical, and you have to. Okay, that's information that came from spirit. That came from spirit that taught me that you have to ask out loud for help. Taught me when I was younger and how critical that is. And it really does matter. Now, if you have the inability to ask out loud, that's a different story. And that's when the angels come for a different reason. They come to help. And that's okay. So I want to talk about the life-changing angels. The life-changing angels are very interesting because they're different than all the other angels. They're different. The life-changing angels have everything to do with food that gets to you, that gets on your table, food that gets in your hands, food that grows, seeds that get what they need so they can grow and feed the planet and feed us. Angels that have everything to do with our digestion and digest, you know, digesting food and consuming food. Angels that play a role in everything and anything that has to do with your well-being and health related to food, food issues, food grown, the rain, the weather, all of this combined, including protecting bees, which right now it's not an easy job for angels to protect bees. They're trying to protect them wherever they can because bees are a critical part of our life and us being here because they're the ultimate pollinators to keep our food supply going so that we survive. So let's talk about some of these life-changing angels. And, and here's the thing. If you, th- if you think you don't have a lot of faith or you think you don't have any faith and you even believe in an angel, you have faith. Remember that. Build off of that. Try to build off of that. So if you're someone who thinks you're lacking some faith or you don't have enough faith and you're concerned your, your faith is really low or maybe you just don't have any faith at all, if you believe in angels even just a little bit, your faith is building up. That's the practice right there, that alone. So there's 12 life-changing angels that are out there. 
And and these angels are they're responsible for major tasks. And they're tr- like, for instance, some of these angels are trying to win the war on GMO crops. And some of these angels are communicating with the people that are responsible for making GMO awareness as being a bad thing. So they're getting angelic help without even realizing it. So there's angels responsible with trying to actually help with the whole GMO crop thing that's going on, GMO destruction. So there's angels involved. And those same angels are trying to trip up the GMO factories. (laughs) They are. They're working on constantly trying to trip them up. It's a hard job, and there's a lot to do. So let's go over some of these angels. There's one angel called Angel of Disarmament. Okay, this is a life-changing angel. So it's, it's when you have to eat produce you know of has, that you know has been sprayed by pesticides or herbicides or fungicides. But so you're, you have to eat conventional produce. There's people out there that have to eat you know, conventional produce. Absolutely. And it's okay. It's okay as long as you're getting that avocado in you. Get the conventional avocado if you have to. You know, get the conventional celery. Just give it a good washing. Which, of course, there's going to still be residues inside of it. But the point is, is don't stop eating fruits and vegetables just because you, you have no choice because of financial reasons or availability and resources to eat conventional. Don't be afraid to still eat fruits and vegetables. The angel of disarmament okay, helps you when this food has been sprayed and you have no choice but to eat it. Or even be, being contaminated by GMO crops. Okay? You can call upon this angel to disarm the chemicals so that they could have the minimal effect on your body protecting you. Now, I asked Spirit about this angel. I said, well, can the angel literally get rid of every pesticide inside of that food? And Spirit said, no, but they can actually minimize the effect it has on your body. So what this angel does is this angel actually helps your body handle whatever minimal, whatever pesticide or herbicide that's on that conventional produce to handle it. And so you can process it and eliminate that pesticide with ease. So it helps that process happen. So you can call upon the angel of disarmament. Let me give you another one. Angel of abundance. This is the angel you want on your side when you're growing your own food. So if you're totally into growing your own food, you got your little garden, or say you got a big garden, you know, I ran across somebody that has such a big garden that I couldn't believe it. It was massive. I was like, this is this is crazy. This is incredible. And so if you you know if you're growing your own anything, herbs, if you're growing your own herbs in a planter, some rosemary, some thyme, or if you've got an apple tree, whatever it is, and you're growing your own food, you want to call upon the angel abundance so that she gives you more of a bountiful crop. And she can if you call upon her and nobody knows about her. Nobody knows about her. You're hearing this for the first time here. You're, you're hearing it here. And it's in the Life Changing Foods book. But the information has to get out there. The one thing I like about spirit is spirit really knows which angels really exist and which angels are out there because it's coming from spirit. It's not coming from just, you know, you know, just a thought process that we have kind of in our head. This is coming from a spiritual source. So I just I love when spirit gives me these angels for us so we can help really get the help you need and get this information out there. 
And I promised Spirit I would actually make sure this information got out there. It's important. Angel of Provision. I love the Angel of Provision. Her job is to root food to people who are undernourished or starving. So, people who are undernourished and starving, the Angel of Provision has the power to somehow get food sources to these very limited places and people and soup kitchens and food banks. They're responsible, these angels, for getting people to actually create food banks. That's the whole point of why somebody wakes up one morning and says, I'm going to start a soup kitchen to help people that are starving. That's getting, that's a message coming from the angel of provision, but the angel of provision gets no credibility, no credit, no respect. No respect. Because the angel of provision doesn't need any respect. It's not like, you know, people who they need to have respect or whatever. So the angel of provision, so these are the most taken for granted angels of all time that are in Life Changing Foods book. See, so, so it's about getting someone to start a soup kitchen. Literally providing nourishment for hungry bellies. You guys want any more? Because there's plenty of them. We got some more. Angel of enrichment. This angel enhances the nutrition of the holy four. The holy four is the fruits, the vegetables, the herbs and spices, the wild foods, all in life-changing, the life-changing book. So this angel amplifies and strengthens phytochemicals in wild blueberries, in our food. Vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients actually lift up. They lift up in their power from the angel of enrichment. It makes your food extra medicine. Well, that's what I do. Before I eat, I say, angel of enrichment, enrichment, please make this food more powerful, the phytochemicals more powerful. Enhance them for me. I want that in my life. So let's talk about another one, Angel of Harmony. Angel of Harmony is amazing. When you want to become one with your food and enhance mindful eating. So that's when you're into mindful eating. If you're someone that's into mindful eating, which is really awesome, and you're sitting there and you're thinking about the food you're eating and you're enjoying it and you're tasting it and you're being aware of it, you're being in that moment while you're eating, you know, when you're right there in that present moment while you're eating because present moment's really good while you're eating. And then you call upon the angel of harmony, and it's going to enhance that mindful eating. It's going to make it an experience that you never even expected. It's going to heighten that appreciation for your meal and bring you in tune with your body. So this is the kind of angels we have that are here working for us. What I like is I like angel of addiction. Because we all have addictions. We all have some addiction or not that's, oh, that's hit us, whether it's chocolate cake or some kind, of something, some kind of addiction that we've had or had or having. Whether it's alcoholism out there or it's something else. Addiction is just rampant. People are addicted to their, to their own adrenaline. Their own adrenaline. So, angel of addiction... If you're addictively drawn to the wrong foods, if you have a food addiction, the angel of addiction can stomp on that food addiction to really help you break it. I love this angel. I love her. She's wonderful. So if someone, you know, overeats all the time because they have that addiction or someone, you know, feels, you know, they feel like they're drawn to the wrong foods, you call upon the angel of addiction. That's what you need to do. I like this angel, angel of mother's milk, angel of mother's milk. This angel 
protects a new mother's milk supply and allows communication between the mother and baby during breastfeeding. This angel's involved with the child, with the baby breastfeeding and the baby and mommy breastfeeding. This angel's involved, making that as good as it can possibly be so the nutrients in the breast milk lift up and deliver into the baby there's a communication going on the angel allows to make that happen and we never knew that we never knew there's an angel of mother's milk that's actually making that connection happen that's the power of these angels and then let's hit angel of insight let's hit this one now (laughs) angel of insight she's amazing when you want to eat more healthy food you call upon the angel of insight because the angel of insight will boost up your spirit and will so you'll want to eat to be inspired because so many people they're not inspired and they just can't do it and they can't eat the healthy food i know you guys i get it i totally get it 100 percent if you can get one good food in you that I talk about, I'm, I, I'm blown away and I'm happy. And I'm really happy. The Angel of Insight helps us get more of those foods. It gives us like a, a, an inspiration inside of us, a desire that starts to occur. To like a magical inspiration to want to be on track and stay on track with our foods. And that's really special. So these are the angels we're talking about and let's not talk let's not forget about the angel of honesty here's what I like about the angel of honesty you guys got to hear this you got to hear this you ready are you ready for this one the angel of honesty okay let me tell you what she does if you're in a situation where you're uncomfortable because you're not sure the source of the food that you're buying or eating and you want it to be you know, like, and you want it to really be free range or wild caught or organic or gluten free, or you want to be sure that it's not genetically modified, or if you want insurance, assurance that a dish prepared at a restaurant. So if you go to a restaurant and you're getting a dish prepared at a restaurant, you want to make sure that dish prepared at a restaurant is made with olive oil and not canola oil. You call upon the angel of honesty to help you get a straight answer. So when you're at that restaurant and you say to the waiter or waitress and you say, listen, I really need to know that this isn't the olive oil that's blended with canola oil, that this really is pure olive oil. Can you, can you ask the chef, please? The, and then what you do is you ask the angel of honesty to come help in that moment. What happens is the angel of honesty comes and has a conversation with the chef and the waitress without them even knowing it to make sure they come out and they say, no, this is the fake olive oil. It is the canola oil, and I'm so sorry. We'll get you real olive oil to make you happy. And that's the angel of honesty. <laughs> so, you know, hey, look, it, it, it takes my breath away, blows me away. And there's more angels than that. There's more angels than that. So when you... Go through the life-changing angels, and you learn about them. And when you get the life-changing foods book, you know, take your time, process it, learn them. They will work for you. They won't let you down. They're there for you. 
They're on your side. And it's going to be really helpful. I promise it's going to be really, really helpful. So look, let's cover um, let's cover a few things. I want to just check on you guys. I want to do a little check on you for a minute. And I, I never do that. I never check on you enough. I never check to see how you're doing and how you guys are doing. Okay? Are you are you are you eating pretty good? I want you guys getting a spinach salad in, salad in you once in a while. Get a spinach salad. You can put a little avocado on it. That's totally fine. I want you to do that. Okay, the angels will help you with that, too. You can call upon the angels to help you out if we need to. There's nothing wrong with that. I want you to get the celery juice in in you when you can. If you like other green juices, get one in if you can. Okay? Don't be afraid of a smoothie. Make sure the frozen wild blueberries are in your smoothies. Okay, so put the frozen wild blueberries in there. Maybe some bananas. Put a couple of celery sticks in the smoothie. A little coconut water. And you can put other things in there if you really want. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you have some steamed sweet potatoes or even some baked sweet potatoes if you really want. Make sure you have those every day. Make sure you're bringing some of these things in there. If you're someone who likes hummus, have a little bit of hummus. And that's important, you know, if you really like it. If you're someone, someone was telling me the other day they like quinoa salads. They can't get enough of it. That's okay. Let's do the quinoa salad. And... You know, bring some of these things in when you can. Remember to bring garlic in. Remember to bring ginger in when you can. Maybe some ginger water. If you got a bellyache, bring in, or you got tummy problems, bring in that celery juice. Bring in aloe vera juice. I'm doing a little checkup on you guys, making sure you're doing all this stuff. And you can bring in one of these things if you need to. If it's too much to bring all of them, bring in one. All right? And take one day at a time. Make sure you're eating every couple of hours, every hour and a half. You're snacking and grazing, especially if you have adrenal fatigue or you think you have adrenal problems. Or you have neurological fatigue, the thing we always cover. It's caused by viral issues. You do some snacks. Make sure you're doing that. Listen, it's all about you healing. It's all about you getting better. When I was given this gift when I was younger, it wasn't for me. It wasn't given to me for me. It was given to me for you. It was only for you. And that's the whole point. So you take one day at a time. You know I care. You know I stand behind you. You know I believe in you. You can get better. You can heal. We'll move forward together. Take the angel information. Keep it tucked in by your side. Don't lose it. Know that I love you and I stand behind you 100%. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.